There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, so in all of this conversation about Kevin Hart and the Oscars, we've completely lost sight of something very important. The Golden Globes are on Sunday nights. Yeah. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lynch and Bradley trainer. <laughs> How are you doing over there? I'm good. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've recognized that the Golden Globes happening on Sunday is giving me serious, Award show stress right now. Serious award. Oh, I, what? Why? Because there's, okay, can I just, have you looked at the nominees? I, there, I've got a lot of work to do oh, because okay. if I'm going to well, be an here, informed viewer, wave, wave my magic, Ellen so Gay wand and absolve you of this because, girl, it's like this every year. It's TV and movies, most of which we haven't watched, and it's fine. And we'll end up paying attention to, the speeches, what people are wearing, and then we'll figure out, based on who wins, what movies we actually need to go see. I, it's fine. I, and like my logic, my logical mind understands you, and I feel like, okay, yes, correct. From this, I will learn what is really the best of the best and what's worth watching and what's maybe, you know, I can miss or I don't need to hurry up and go. I can wait for it to be streaming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I, I, but I do... I don't, it feels to me like watching the award show and knowing only like, you know, 10%, really having an informed opinion about only 10% of what's being awarded. I just, I feel like an outsider so watching. Why didn't it. you go see more movies this year then? I just like, it's just not something I make time for. And they're so darn expensive. And oh, God. It's just, you're full of doo doo. Um, oh, he almost said a word. <laughs> That's what I was going to no, say. No, okay. <laughs> um, but okay, let me ask you of the most, uh, or of the films that were nominated for Best Motion Picture. Okay. Um, which ones have you seen? Okay, name them for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Black Panther? No. Black Klansman? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Bohemian Rhapsody? No. If Beale Street Could Talk? Nope. A Star is Born? No. Oh. So I saw one. Okay. And, and oh, I I'm loved sorry, it. it's Star is Born, comma, A. Uh, uh, okay, so you saw Black Klansman. Can I tell you? Can yeah. we talk about Black Klansman really yeah. quickly? Because that's up for uh, best uh, motion picture drama. Jamie was watching that last night because Jamie, my partner, you, uh, if you don't know, he actually has a spreadsheet of all the films that have been nominated for Golden Globes. He tries to see as many as he can. So he, I literally got a text from him, um, I think yesterday, or no, I think it was this morning even. Uh, P.S. I'll be cramming for the GGs on Sunday night and working. He has a part-time job for his friend's popcorn company and working for Andy all weekend. So I'll see you at dinner tonight and then basically not until Sunday night. Ha ha. 
Also, <laughs> Golden Girls are at seven, or Golden Girls. Gigi's, Gigi's are at seven that night, so let's eat at six. So I got my marching uh-huh. orders and was told I'm not going to see him for two days because mm-hmm. he will see now, between now and then, as many more of the movies as he can. That said, I saw he was watching Black Klansman last night. Ah. I caught parts of it because. So you've never seen the whole movie all the way no, through? No. Okay. And can I tell you, this is probably a controversial statement. What? I sat there for about 20 minutes and I was like, you guys, the acting in this movie is not my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. There, It just felt, there was something about the movie that felt very like. Huh. Not, it, it, I, almost like it was a musical. Like, I don't know how to describe it. There was something artificial about the movie that didn't feel genuine. The music maybe was over the top. Sure. I don't know. There was something about it that I was like, oh, this is weird. There's a heightened sense of storytelling. Yeah. And I'm, that's very deliberate on Spike Lee's part. I'm very here for the story. Like, yes. obviously, I want to know. But I, I wonder if it is, I don't know. Anyway, I that, will was say a, this. that was a moment. That was a, a very uninformed opinion yeah. about something I only paid passing attention to. I will say this, though, because I, I do. I would love it if you would go back and watch that movie just because there is something that happens. Uh, is it right before the credits roll? Or yes. It's at the end of the film. The and in order film. to get the full experience of Black Klansman, which was one of my favorite movies of 2018, you have to watch it all the way through. Right, and fine. I think, well, and I think to your point, Bradley, Spike Lee has definitely a very particular way of making films. Yeah. And it's the heightened acting. It's the use of music. It's the cutaways. It's all that kind of stuff that you'll find in the Spike Lee movie, which sometimes is distracting, but it actually serves this particular movie. Right. Okay. And, and if you do make it to that last, it's like, what, two and a half minutes? Yeah. It will bring you to tears. It will stun you in a way that you don't, you are not prepared for. And I will tell you that my husband and I sat in pure silence, which mm. never happens after a movie. We usually immediately go, okay, well, that was good. Or I'm going to go to bed or whatever. Like there's like a, you know, or, you know, we'll have a quick conversation about the movie and then, okay. Yeah. Stunned silence, like holding the space. Okay. Just staring. Interesting. Because it is so poignant. All right. Well, I'm going to go back and so, watch the whole thing then. That's Those are um, my marching orders for okay. you. For the one movie I saw. I, I, probably, <laughs> I probably will not make it to A Star is Born or If Beale Street Could Talk. I saw Black Panther. Um, um, but I wanted to get your opinions on best motion picture for musical or comedy. Okay. Have you seen the following movies? Vice. No. Crazy Rich Asians. No. Oh my God. I know, and that's the like favorite. streaming. I have no reason to say no. Green Book. I don't even remember which one that one is. Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. Okay, so you saw one. I saw Mary Poppins Returns. I have seen somehow out of this three out of five, which is crazy. Which one is Green Book? Green Book is the one with Vigo Mortensen and Mahersha Ali. What's it about? Um, See, I'm still not there. I don't remember. Much the working it. class Italian American bouncer becomes the driver of an African American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s hmm. American South. Yes, okay, now I do remember this. All um, right, but Crazy Rich Asians, I just hope I the know. favorite wins. If that music or if that movie doesn't win, I'm going to be real angry. Um, okay, so you've seen a lot of those. You didn't see Vice, did you? No. Uh, are do you? So I will tell you this. I will give you this little piece of information. Um, Paul McGuire Grimes, who's going to join us in the next segment, who uh, comes to talk about movies with us. He told us, speaking of the devil, he just walked right in the room. He told us last week, you know, that 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 was a very is a very 
polarizing film and he did not care for it. Uh, and so maybe, you know, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit yeah. and some of his favorites. I'm sure he'll have other thoughts about the Golden Globes. Exactly. Too. And some of his other favorites of 2018 that we probably should see. Uh, we're going to talk to Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies about that after this on My Talk 1071. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies, the website, the podcast, the YouTube channel. Is here with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Paul McGuire Grimes with your favorites of 2018. Yes, and I'm full of opinions today. Well, good, because oh, well. that's why we've Join invited you to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, you know, before we get to you, you brought kind of your top three of 2018, which I think will be helpful in terms of getting me prepared for, or all everybody prepared for the Golden Globes. We've got two nominees in there. So, okay, so yeah. you can knock them both out. So your top three, two of which are nominated for Golden Globes. Correct. One is not. Okay. okay. Before we get to that really quickly, because Bradley wasn't here to hear your review of Vice. Right. Can you just give them like quick, like three sentence cliff notes? Three sentence cliff notes. I think that it is a very cynical hard look at Dick Cheney from someone that absolutely hates the Cheneys making a movie about them. And regardless of what your thoughts are about that, okay, that's an angle. And you have Christian Bale, who's actually excellent. Everyone else, I feel like, is very one-dimensional caricature acting. And he, Adam McKay, throws so much creative devices, whether it's talking to the camera, metaphors, whatnot, at the movie, that it becomes almost too much about that as he's forcing his opinions down your throat about how he wants you to feel. I also just, I'm not in a hurry to see that movie because I don't like, in this climate that we live, I'm not... Do you need more? I don't need any more politics in my life. And also... I, of the people, need to think about more Dick Cheney, maybe not one of them. Well, and that's kind of his point. Like, we weren't thinking about him enough at the time, and that's where we're at today. Got it. Gosh, that, and it's interesting because, and the reason why I wanted you to say it again is because one of the things I find so interesting about Vice is how polarizing. <laughs> Completely polarizing. Yeah, like some people love it. Yes, I've seen many critics put it at their top of the year list and other critics in town that I respect and, you know, we all get along great. And he put it in his top 10. Nothing wrong with that. It just, I feel very just opposite. wasn't doing it for Of you. the three movies... Was the favorite one of them? It was not, but it did, it did make the top ten, which you can now see on my YouTube channel, Paul Strip of the Movies. It is uh, in the top ten. My number three mm-hmm. is Ready Player One. Oh, Holly is, just watched that the oh, other Holly. day. Oh, I hope you liked it. Um, it's the latest from Steven Spielberg. It's based on this very hit cult book by Ernest Klein, and it really is a love letter to the '80s, a love letter pop culture. It's about a kid that goes into this virtual reality world known as the Oasis to find three eggs in order to inherit the stock and this world from the 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 creator who passed away. Okay. Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook is in it. Mark Rylance, uh, Oscar winner, plays the creator. Ben Mendelsohn's a villain. Lena Waithe, a really great, diverse cast. And I think what Spielberg is doing is, A, it's a really, it's a big love letter to his fans, mm-hmm. much like the book is. But I think he's reminding us all that, like, we're so used to escaping into devices, to movies, music, pop culture. And yes, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think we do it too easily. How can we live and be present in the moment mm-hmm. outside of what our devices are to talk to who's around us instead of some friend of ours that's living in a video game in mm-hmm. another world? Mm-hmm. Right. So you said the other two were actually nominated for yes. Golden Globe this weekend. And you're going to love number two, Bradley. It's A Star is Born. I love a number two. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking wow. of number two, a big steaming pile of Lady Gaga. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, I have to say, I've seen all four versions of A Star is Born now, and I think this is my favorite. Uh-huh. I think it works holistically. Wow. 
in all really? aspects. Yes. Okay. Bradley Cooper completely del- delivers as a director, making you care about both his character, who is suffering from alcoholism, and then Lady Gaga's character, who is this rising pop star. And how do their careers affect their relationship? Mm-hmm. And Oh, oh no, go ahead. Oh, and I think what she does is, yes, yeah, she's a playing a pop star, which I think people will turn their eyes at, but what her character goes through in this movie is pretty remarkable that she's able to deliver that when you don't always get that from a singer turned actress. And people forget that she is trained as an actress. I think she went to Juilliard or Tisch Performing Arts, mm-hmm. NYU, somewhere like that. So she's got the background to act. And even for someone that knew, knew what was going to happen at the ending, I was still like clutching the pearls, like devastated about how we got there and what Bradley Cooper did to get us there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And he nails being an addict and an alcoholic. Okay. In a way that's really kind of uncomfortable to watch. Okay. I have to say, yeah. I've been putting off seeing this movie because I am gaga out. I get it. And I saw it before all the promotional, mm-hmm. pl- you know, the pull, the marketing that she's doing. Before the 9,900 people in the room and 99 yes. and then the one. and yep. the, I mean, I didn't, I thought there wasn't going to be any yep. math, but right. whatever. But I also, I went in skeptical too, thinking, how can we redo this movie for the fourth time? Is this going to work? You know, there were blind items from this past summer about this isn't going to work. It's yeah. going to be terrible. And I was blown away. Just yeah, I, trust I'm me. open. I'm open like, to, it, mm-hmm. to it being good because I keep hearing it from people that I actually whose opinions I actually appreciate. So I'm open to that. But is that one streaming? I'm not looking yet? forward to it. Not I yet. Think so. I think it hits Blu-ray and DVD in February. You could listen to the music on. You can buy the CD at least. Okay. Well, you know. I mean, I really, if I'm going to watch it, it needs to come to me. You can come over to the McGuire Grimes okay. mansion and it's not, we're, we don't live in a wow. mansion. Okay. Home, but like, <laughs> and, and watch I've it because I have it. The McGuire okay. Grimes mansion. You've um, been invited. <laughs> so you said there were three. You've gotten through two. What's the other movie that's on your top three of 2018? It's Black Klansman, which is getting so much buzz right now. It came out earlier this summer. Based on a true story from Spike Lee, it's about Ron Stallworth, who was this cop, black cop in Colorado Springs in the 70s, who decided to infiltrate the local chapter of the KKK and then had Adam Driver posing as him when they go into these meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he used his real name Mm -hmm. and he uh, did not really put thought to the fact that he was going to have to actually meet with these people. Because he calls calls him up. He's talking to David Duke over the phone, played by Topher Grace. Mm -hmm. And I think what Spike Lee does with telling this story, adding enough humor into it without making it a comedy. Yes. But, you know, that might have been part of what you were responding to, Bradley, uh, as well. I'm sorry, so, we had a conversation in the last segment. Basically, um, I was watching Jamie watch this movie yesterday, oh. and so I was I was doing something, and then I sat down and watched it for about 10 minutes, and then I had to go. Here's what I will say. I was actually, I didn't want to get up off the couch. I wanted to finish watching yeah. it. But what the, the piece that I did watch for maybe 15, 20 minutes, I was like, there's something about this that seems really artificial. It's not. Okay. I mean that it's so, so it's bizarre to be just, true. Yeah. Like I think you want to laugh. And even how Spike directs some of his other actors that are the members of the KKK as these buffoons and these idiots, you kind of laugh at them, but then by the end, he connects it to the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it was when it was released in theaters on the 
anniversary of the Charlottesville riots. There's a reason for that, and I don't want to give that away. But by the end of the movie, you are kicked in the gut. You are like, I get this. Mm-hmm. All right, like, so I this just, is tough. I have to rewatch the whole. I thing. do. I do want to say about the like <clears throat> to me as you're talking, I'm realizing one of the reasons why I think there's like that need for the the comedy aspect of it is because even though we know it all turned out because. Ron Starworth is, is still alive. He's written a book, etc. Mm-hmm. He talks about this experience. They kind of buried it for a long, long time. Right. It was not, you know, a widely known story. Um, at every turn in this movie, you think something is going to go horribly, horribly wrong yes. because something could go horribly wrong at any moment. Yes. Yeah. Because Adam Driver could give away who he is. And, right. and maybe that almost sort well, of happens a couple yeah. of times. There's a lot of you know? tension where you think, yes. is he going to get discovered? And we see another. Yes, exactly. And to kind of bring up this idea of talking about racism and using comedy at the same time, there's another movie out right now that's getting a lot of buzz, especially around awards consideration, is Green Book mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala. Ali. And that movie, again, takes a look at racism, but then adds a lot of comedy into it because it's from Peter Farrelly in a very much feel-good approach. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of balance of like, how do you talk about these topics to then get an audience to watch these movies to understand what they're about? And I think Black Klansman does it in a better way than I think Green Book does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Green Book is like, oh, we've wrapped this all up with a bow at the end. Mm -hmm. Oh, wash my hands. I saw the movie. Done, done, done. Oh. And it's like, oh, let's keep talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. The the way the Black Klansman brings it to present day is is so I was I was trying to kind of tell Bradley if you can hold on through that. It is so poignant and it is so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And it is so it it just sort of like snaps you back into reality very quickly. Right. When you've been in sort of this history fantasy while you've watched the movie. And you just said the H word, history, because mm-hmm. history matters. And this is why movies like this are important, is we can learn about the past and figure out what have we learned since then, or maybe we haven't. Right. And let's, re- let's re-talk about these mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and why it matters exactly. to know what history is. Yeah, it's very fascinating. Well, the good news is you're going to join us on the other side of this whole experience on Monday. Yes. 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 So post-Golden Globes, we are going to have a double shot of Paul McGuire Grimes. Uh, so listen for that. He'll be on with us as we cover the Golden Globes. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Paul. Thank Paul's you. trip to the movies. Check him out online. Check out the podcast. Check out the YouTube channel. You can get a lot of information in all of those so places. excited for all these movies. I know. We'll, we'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots on my Talk 1071. Don't be scared. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Yeah, all right. Sorry, that's... I'm really excited for Friday. It's been a long week. Yes. I... We only worked two days. Right. But then I'm going to keep talking every time you start. So. My name's Colleen Lindstrom. That guy's Bradley Trainer. Hi, bitches! <laughs> and right now, we'd like to tell you about your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why, bitches? Because the world Jeez. is full of crazy, <laughs> stupid idiots. Dumb bitches doing dumb things repeatedly oh over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of dumb bitches. Florida. <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
How are you doing over there? I'm good. We're not going to go to Florida first. We are going to Los Angeles. Los An- you know they used LA. to say Los Angeles? Really? You ever listen to old time radio shows or watch old black and white TV shows? Every once in a while, you'll hear somebody say Los Angeles. I wonder. That's weird. Yeah. And how did we all change that? I don't know. Hmm. It's a revolution. Well, uh, I want to tell you about I, this. This is a crazy story. I had never heard about this story. And this seems like this is going to be the plot of a movie at some point. But Los Angeles police have finally arrested a man who had been stealing from a number of different celebrities. Oh. Now, I don't I mean, uh, I'm going to call him a crazy, stupid idiot just because the what he did was so brazen. Um, but it was mildly genius, actually. Um, what he did was he posed as a real estate agent. And so he would roll up to the homes of Hollywood celebrities like Usher or Jason Derulo or Adam Lambert when they were on the market. He would sign in because, you know, when they were on the market when the homes were on oh, the market. I was like, is Adam Lambert single? Again? No, when the house was on the market, uh, he would roll up to the house. And, you know, with those fancy, super expensive homes, you can't just you know, they don't just put the sign out front and say, take your shoes off when you come in yeah. and just let any old fool walk through the door. You have to make appointments and then you have to sign in, blah, blah, blah. Well, he had this whole alias. He had this whole thing worked out. He wore uh, designer clothes and he drove a high-end luxury car, a uh, 32-year-old uh, man, and he would uh, roll up to the house. He would sign in under an alias, and then he would case the joint while he walked through the home. He would see what kind of luxury items they had and where they kept them. Yeah. And then uh, later, he would sometimes be able to get access to the homes from the brokers who were selling the homes just by going back to them and saying, I've got a client who's interested, blah, blah, blah. And he would find his way back into the house and then he would steal things. Um, the LAPD kind of has genius. now caught up with him and they've arrested him. But uh, but Jared Timmons from the LAPD, one of the detectives, said when he showed up, he was dressed to the nines. A lot of times people would just want to be friendly. Uh, they don't want to challenge people. And then uh, they would let him in and um, he would be able to cover this criminal would be able to cover his tracks. Um, but what they said was missing was insane. Uh, they, he would take wine, he would take alcohol, bottles of wine that were worth... Ow, ow, ow. Are you okay? What? This thing just fell on my Ouch. foot. Are you okay, okay Wendy? Is it still attached? <laughs> ow! Do you have a hairline fra- fracture? Are you okay? God, it's like a giant door. Okay. I have oh, no idea what's happening. I, I think that there's a panel underneath the desk there is and a Bradley panel. kicked it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't kick it, it kicked Thank me. Thank God it wasn't a bucket. Um, <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, he would take things like booze that was worth hundreds of th- or thousands of dollars. Um, he took jewelry. He took all kinds of things. Anyway, they caught up with him and he has been arrested. And uh, so he's no longer able to pull off his ruse. Mm. I'm glad he can't pull off his ruse. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dirty for some reason. I know. I'm going to pull off my ruse. Anyway, his name is Benjamin Aton Ackerman. Uh, and he was doing this for over a year. Benjamin mm-hmm. Ackerman. Okay. Yep. That was where again? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, now I want to take you to Charlotte. I think oh. that's in. Is that a coffee shop? Yes, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm a name star. 
No. Anyway, it's called Charlotte. Okay. And I want to tell you about something that went down. Oof, this is just scary. Ladies, and really anybody. Um, but in this particular case, it was a lady that was involved. So imagine you're walking uh, down the street. Maybe you just went to the spa to do some lady mm. things. And then you come out walking down the street with your lady walk. And all of a sudden, a guy jumps up. And like that Oprah thing where, you know, remember how they <gasps> yes! like they would jump on people and try to attack them? Yes. Because they'd gone through their Oprah self-defense course, they were going to like, you know, They had a sneak them. attack. Yeah. So this woman gets attacked by a guy and he tries to kidnap her by doing what? Putting a, a potato sack over her head? No, trying to force oh. her into his car, which oh. second location you're going to end oh, up Oh, you dead. die yeah. at location B. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yes. Never Don't get go. in the car. What's the other? There's another saying. like, Don't go uh, to a second location with a hippie. That's from the hippie. Yeah. Is that a Cheech and Chong thing? No, it's from Three Rock. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) second location is death. (laughs) So she tries to break free. Is able to do so. Okay. So she runs into this nearby uh, like strip mall. Help! Help me! Help! Well. It's where she ran into that renders this a crazy, stupid idiot story, mostly because of the idiot who is trying to kidnap her. So she breaks free. Uh-huh. He follows, but he didn't look at the sign above the door. Oh, it was the security office. It was the Bushy Ken Karate Charlotte Dojo. Oh, I want to meet Bushy. <laughs> Bushy Ken's Karate Charlotte Dojo. I think it's Bushy Ken. Oh, okay. uh, like it's Japanese, <laughs> not the Bushy Ken. Hey guys, I'm Bushy Ken. Come on down to my Karate Dojo. Sounds like he had a previous <laughs> career in seventies porn. I thought that was his nickname. Bushy Ken Karate Dojo. Nope. <laughs> Head instructor Randall. They have a head instructor. <laughs> Stop Bush, it. Bushy Ken has a head instructor. <laughs> and his name is Randy. Okay. This story wrote itself. So she runs into the dojo at Bushy Ken's. And what happens? Her captor or attempted captor uh, follows into the karate shop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they perform a karate, karate chop, chop on the uh the uh perpetrator. Oh my gosh. I mean, can you imagine you're gonna chase after also at the moment the woman breaks they free. They probably thought they were having an Oprah moment, right? Yes. Like they were like, They're Wait, like, is, Whoa, this, is this is this a test? Yes. <laughs> wow. No, it literally happened at nine PM Thursday outside oh Bushy Ken Karate Dojo. Uh, they were still some kids in the dojo being picked up by parents and a couple of adult students cleaning up when a young lady burst through the door stated that someone was trying to harm her. Shortly after, a big male enters the building. Not knowing what he wanted, I assumed he was inquiring about classes. I asked how I could assist him, and he stated he was here for the lady. Oh, wow. He was persistent. Like, he just thought that was going to go Isn't that creepy, Like. Like, you would be so brazen to be like, I'm here for the lady. Right. The lady was like, yeah, he's trying to kidnap me. So, ha, yeah. 
And then Miss Piggy showed up? Yes, Miss Piggy showed up, gave him a karate chop. And, um, or didn't she say a sabi chop? Isn't that what she used to say? I don't remember. You know. Oh my gosh. We should know this having. I think she just said hiya. Yeah. A sabi chop. Isn't that a thing? Um, I, I think you were dreaming about that. Mm-mm. I mean, I studied Japanese. I should know this. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should. Did you study Miss Piggy at any point? Did I just make that up? A sabi chop? I think you did. Wasabi chop? Wasabi chop. When you Google that, you get recipes for pork chops covered in wasabi. wasabi. Actually, can you print good. one off? Actually, no. I think that sounds fantastic. That sounds vile. Wasabi and panko crusted pork with oh, gingered soy sauce yes, recipe. Yes, I would like that one. Can <laughs> so, you hit print on that? Thanks. Yeah. Oh my God, we just talked about Miss Piggy and you're oh, trying to eat her sorry. with wasabi. My, my children have had this realization recently where we'll be eating meat and they'll realize that we're talking about the animal that they're eating and then they'll have like a meltdown at the table. Sorry to bring it down. Okay, that was a great story, Bushy that. Ken. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was the best story of the day. Oh, that Good was, old Randy at Bushy Ken. Who knew? Who knew that Bushy Ken would give us so much happiness? I don't, I can't follow that. So I'm not going to. I'm not even going to try. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it will be time for us to play the throwback live at 245. What? I just, if anybody else on Twitter or something, just confirm that I'm not the only one who thought she was saying a sabi chop. A sabi chop? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh. Asabi mm. chop. Um, no. Okay. okay. Well, we're gonna we'll, we'll watch some videos. We're gonna investigate this further, okay. uh, and then we're gonna play the uh, throwback live at two forty five right. when we come back on my talk one zero seven one. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all in one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.